Well, hey, so, so proud of everybody that's been, uh, that graduated. Such a, such a thrill and honor to be a part of your, of your such a time in your life. And uh, FYI, one of the pictures that was shown was Cindy O'Brien, and she delivered a baby last night. Yeah, so praise the Lord for that. Well, we're wrapping up our series today, and um, uh, called This Is Me. And I thought what would be cool, because it's a graduation Sunday, that you can see our graduation pictures of our staff, okay? And we got all of our pictures, and then we've got like a most likely, you know, kind of a thing that goes along with it. And so I'm going to show a couple of these, and uh, look at the first one. Uh, you got Jonah Fair. What just happened last year, I think? Just last year. And he was voted to most likely to win the lottery and lose the ticket. <laughs> so him. The, the next person, who's the next person? We got Kim Vaughn. Kim Vaughn, she's our LP Kids director. And when she was uh, in high school, she was most likely to quietly take over the world. I believe that. All right, here's the next person. Y'all know who that is? Danny DeVerna, right there in the middle. Danny, come up here. Come up here, Danny. You can't come up here. Come up here, Danny. Come up. Come up. Get up here, man. I, I've, got a I've got a question. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I got old. Sixty right. next week. That's what happened. <laughs> well, look, you were most likely to start a boy band. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Give it up for Danny. All right. Heather Yancey, our worship leader, and uh, she's doing a great job. But what what is she voted for? Most likely to have her own reality TV show. That's right. I believe it. Next person, Lynn Wyrick. Lynn, where you at, Lynn? Lynn, stand up. Where you at, Lynn? I was just like, no, I don't want to stand. Oh, there she is. She runs our hospitality and our finances. And, uh, and, and where's Jeff at, by the way? Wait, is it, is it hiding? All right, hold on. Now. Lynn is most likely to marry a redneck. <laughs> All right, sorry, Jeff. True. <laughs> okay. And this is our buddy Tom. Tom Gibson, can you believe it? And uh, there's Tom with his guitar, obviously. And if you know anything about Tom, he loves sci fi and all that kind of stuff, so he's most likely to write the next Star Wars movie. That's for sure. Then, my wife. Hey, I'm married up. You know it. Yeah, and so she's, uh, you know, of course, she's, um, I found her in Florida, and I, you know, and she moved her up here, and ever since I moved her up here, she's been hitting me. I mean, it's just like every time it's wintertime, she's like, why, you know? And, uh, but she's most likely to have lived on a beach in Florida. <laughs> Let's see how that works out for you. Last but not least, <laughs> you 
Yeah, if you're wondering, the Adam's apple's still there, okay? Just... I am most likely to sleep through a tornado. <laughs> All right. But some of you may remember your most likely. Maybe you were most likely to be the most successful or, or the most popular. And, uh, and some of you, though, your label, your label had changed. It changed. Now you believe in the unlikely about yourself. You believe in the things that are not really who you are, but you believe it because of life. The things that were likely, that, the things that you had hoped for, it's not so likely anymore in your eyes. We've been using this little sentence, this whole series long. I want to look at this sentence one more time. A lie often believed, often believed as true will affect us as if it was true. So a lie believed as true will affect you on the way you live. It will affect you. That a lie. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I played in a golf tournament. With a scramble, a four-man scramble, a four-person scramble, because there were, you know, Sue Hodnett was in there. So, uh, and, and Sue Hodnett, who won the tournament? You are truly. Okay, there we go. All right, so me and our three guys, of course, there was only like five teams in the whole thing. So, you know, it, it was easy to win a tournament when there's hardly anybody showing up. But, you know, I, we, we played in a tournament up in Ross Common, Michigan, and it was snowing on the first hole. Snowing. I was like, why am I golfing? You know, this is terrible. But, you know, it, it stopped snowing and, and we had to play in pretty cold condition for the rest of the day. But um, we, uh, I, I was telling my kids, you know, Abigail, I said, Abigail, said, Dad, are you going golfing? I said, Yeah, I'm going to play in a tournament. And he said, Who are you going to play? You know, with little girls that are six years old, you can just kind of tell them anything and just kind of play with them. So I told her, well, I'm going to be playing against Tiger Woods. <laughs> no, you're not. I said, yeah, I'm going to play Tiger Woods. And so the next day, I, I, you know, she sees me. The next time she sees me, she said, did you win? I said, I beat Tiger Woods. Now, I've got this fun lie going on, okay? She tells the whole school the next day that Daddy beat Tiger Woods in golf. I've got teachers. I've got People say, hey, I heard you beat Tiger Woods. I said, oh, man. Abigail took a lie, believed it, and acted like it was true. She lived it out like it was a real deal. I finally had to confess to her, honey, I was just joking. I was just playing with you. A lie, often believed as true, will affect you me as if it was true. And here's my question for you. What is the negative label that you believe about yourself, the negative label. Now, here's the reality. For some of these negative labels that you believe about yourself, they may actually be true in some shape or form. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. For some of you, you believe in, in a lie about a negative label. For example, I, I had a couple labels. Um, I was got the deaf guy, all right? And I grew up that way. I was I was Scott, the guy that had, the, had a funny accent. Uh, I was Scott who, you know, some call me Biffy Man. 
50 man. He said, what is that? Because I couldn't say 50 cent correctly. I said 50. And so all my college or all my high school friends, they were like, hey, we're going to call you 50 man. Now I hated that name, but that was my label. I, I, I wrestled with that na- name, that label, for three months. I was 50 man, the guy who could have pronounced the word 50. Negative label. Now, fortunately, I don't live on that negative label. But for some of you, you still carry the past. You still carry those negative names, those negative labels, and you actually believe it to be true about you. It might be that someone has called you the doormat. You're always so nice, and people just always walk all over you and take advantage of you. You're the, you're the doormat, and you believe that about yourself. Or you're the lazy one. Or you're the irresponsible one. Or you're the hothead. And you're known for that. That's your label. It's a negative, it's a negative name. A negative label. And it may be true. Or you're the person who's not good with money. Or you're the party girl. Or you're the wild guy that, you know, you're never going to settle down. Or maybe you're just average. Nothing great, nothing bad, and all your life, you're just an average guy, average girl. Let me ask you to think about this. I want you to think about this. What is the negative label that you carry with your name? What is the negative label that you have? What is it? I want you to think about that. What is your label? And as you think about whatever that is, whether it's true or not, here's what, when you're, here's what I pray that you will hear. I hope you will hear this, that God's power is always bigger than your past. I hope you hear that today, that God's power is always bigger than your past. See, God's truth about you is bigger than any current truth in your life. Like I said, some of you own a label and you say, God, it's negative, I hate it, but it's true. It is who I am, unfortunately. And here's what I believe about this. What may be true of you today may not have to be true tomorrow because God's power is bigger than the past. God's power is always bigger. And I believe with all of my heart that the power of God is going to speak to some of you this morning. And he's going to take what it is and make it no longer. He can take that negative name, that negative label, and he wants to change it through the power of Christ. And here's how he's going to do it. I'm going to ask God to give you a God-centered view of you. I'm going to ask God to give you a God-centered view of who you are. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17. Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, by the way, that means anyone. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter where you come from, how bad your past is, 
how true the label about you is, it doesn't matter who you are. If anyone is in Christ, that means you have repented of your sin, you have submitted to the Lordship of the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself. If anyone is in Christ, watch this, the new creation, the new life has gone, has come. The old has gone, the new is here. The old life goes away, a new life begins. And if you're in Christ, listen to me, this is important. If you are in Christ, all of the old is done away. It's gone. The power of sin that held you back can be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. And all of that past, your past sin, your past life has been washed away. The newness of life in Christ is available to you. And so I'm going to give a three thoughts this morning that I believe it will help you get set from those negative labels, that set free from the negative name, those negative labels that you have been carrying, whether it's true or whether it's not true. Because God's power is always bigger than your past. Number one, here's the first thought. Through the power of Christ, God will give you a new name. He will give you a new label, a new name. Isaiah chapter 62, verse number 2, you will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be called a new name. God will replace your old title. God can replace your old label. God can replace it with a new name. He did this many times in the scripture. Just a few, though. There was a couple named Abram and Sarai. They couldn't have children. But God said, hey, guess what? You guys are going to have so many ancestors. You're going to have so many children. And in fact, all your family members eventually can become a country, a nation. And Abram and Sarah didn't believe it. But they trusted in God, and God said, listen, I promise I'm going to deliver. And because of my covenant I'm making with you, I'm changing your name from Abram to Abraham, from Sarai to Sarah. And Abraham and Sarah means father and mother of a great nation. God gave him a new name. There was a guy named Jacob. His name meant trickster, con man. You know, he was, the, he was the hunter, so to speak. And God gave him a new name, Israel, which meant that God will prevail. Got a new name. A few weeks ago, we, we, look at the guy, we look at a guy named Gideon in Judges chapter 6. Remember Gideon? He's scared of the Midianites. He's hiding in a hole trying to thresh wheat. And he's scared to death of the Midianites. And, but the mighty angel, the, the angel of God showed up and, and, and called out Gideon and said, Gideon, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. He gave him a new name. Although Gideon didn't feel worthy of the name, he didn't feel like it was, it was who he was, the Lord gave him a name. God's going to give some of you this morning a new label. 
a new name. And you may feel unworthy of it. You might say, man, I'm not good enough. I'm not quite there yet. But here's what I want you to understand. God will give you a new name. And then he will help you grow into that new name. He will help you grow into it. Some of you, this morning, God is going to give you a name, forgiven. Forgiven. You are forgiven. You may not feel like it. You may not feel it. But you're going to grow into your position in Christ when all of your sins are gone and you will start living without the guilt of the past. You will grow into that name, forgiven. But others of you, your new name that God might give you might be overcomer. Because God will help you to overcome. And your whole life, you said, man, I can't overcome this. I can't overcome that. And God said, yes, through the power of Christ, I'm going to help you change your name, and you'll be an overcomer. Some of you might feel inadequate as a mom, or you might feel inadequate as a dad. And you said, man, I don't measure up. I'm a failure as a parent. And God's going to say, no, you're a spiritual mom. You're a spiritual dad. You have what it takes. And you're going to grow into that name, be a spiritual leader. God's going to call some of you the spiritual leader. Spiritual leader, that's going to be your new name. And you're going to grow into it. You say, man, I don't feel like I'm a spiritual enough. I don't feel like I know the Bible enough. I feel so unholy. God said, that's okay. I'm going to give you a new name. And I'm going to help you grow into that new name. And many of you, you've been labeled by things in the past. Do not believe what others said about you. Believe what God says about you. And our God will bestow upon you a new name. And that's what our God will do. Number two, he'll give you a new purpose. He'll give you a new purpose. Give you a new name. And out of that new name, he'll give you a new purpose. And he will help you to grow into that purpose. We see this over and over and over again in the Bible, but one of my favorite examples is a guy named Simon. Simon. He could have been labeled, if you could have labeled Simon, you could have labeled him undependable. He could have been labeled unreliable, wishy-washy. That might label Simon as a hothead. One day, Jesus met Simon. Simon was fishing, and Jesus called out to, to Simon and said, Simon, I see that you're, you're fishing for fish, but I'm going to give you a new purpose. You're going to start fishing for people. You're going you're to be a world changer. You're going to be an evangelist. You're going you're to impact the world for Jesus Christ. I'm going to take you. I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to give you a new purpose. I'm going to change everything about you. I've got something great for you. What's your plan for your life? One time Jesus asked the disciples, who do people say I am? And some said, well, you know, some people say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're, you're one of the other prophets. But then Jesus looked at Simon and said, Simon, who do you say I am? And Simon said, Jesus, you're the son of the most living God. You're the Messiah. 
You're the Savior. And notice how Jesus responded to Simon. Matthew chapter 16, verse 17, Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, Simon, I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to tell you that you are Peter. You are Peter, which means rock. He said, you're no, you're no longer going to be undependable, wishy-washy, unreliable. You're going to be a rock. He said, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gate of Hades will not overcome it. I'm going to give you a new name, and I'm going to give your new name a new purpose. You are the rock, and I'm going to build my church on the rock. Now, let me ask you this. Many of you know who Peter is. Did, this, did Peter automatically change after this conversation? No. I mean, he still was unreliable, undependable. In fact, the night that Jesus was crucified, he not denied Jesus Christ one time, but three times. He denied his name. He kept messing up. He kept messing up. But he was also, at the same time, through the power of Christ, God was growing him into his new name and into his new purpose. On the day of Pentecost, guess what happened? They had a guest speaker on the day of Pentecost, and that guest speaker's name was Peter. And he preached a message, and 3,000 people got saved and baptized on that very day. And the church got started on the day of Pentecost. God used Peter, the rock, to make a difference and to change the world. In fact, tradition tells us that at the end of his life, they were going to murder him. They wanted to crucify him. And Peter says, I am unwilling to die as my Savior died on the cross. Crucify me upside down. He was not born a rock. But I'm here to tell you, Peter died a rock. Got a new name with a new purpose. And God's going to give some of you a new name, and with that new name comes a new purpose, and you will grow into that new purpose. It may not happen over time, right away, but over time, God will grow you into that new purpose. And here's the best news. I want you to understand this. God can take whatever negative label that's been associated with your name, and he can use it for good. So take a note. Out of the greatest weakness of your past, God can raise up the greatest strength for your future. Out of the greatest weakness, God can raise up the greatest strength. Scott the deaf guy, the guy with the funny accent. God did a work in my heart. He gave me a new name with a new purpose. And now with everything in me, I will humbly, out of my greatest weakness, God has raised up the greatest strength in my future. And he'll do the same for you. Out of your greatest weakness, he can use that for his glory. Don't let the labels of the past define you, who you are. You are not what others say you are. You are not the result of your past. We've been talking about that this whole series. But the Lord will give you a new name, give you a new purpose. The third thing, if you're taking notes, our God 
will give you a new future. New future. Through the power of Christ, God will give you a new future. I know so many people that are just pessimistic about everything. Pessimistic about life. Pessimistic about their future. They say, you know, my life is never going to get any better. My life is never going to go where I want it to go. I'm never going to be happy. I'm always going to be alone. I'm, I'm always going to be miserable. I'm always going to be in debt, financial debt. I'm always going to battle with this illness. I'm always going to have a, a, a negative outlook of your life for your future. But here's what I want you to understand. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, all of you graduates out there, this is your verse this morning. Verse 11, God said, for I know the plans I have for you. I have a plan. He said, plan to prosper you, not to harm you, plan to give you hope, plan to give you a future. And maybe you've been, maybe you've been labeled, maybe you've got a name that's not worthy, that's, that's embarrassing, it's negative, you say, man, it's true about me, I'm a hothead, or I'm always, I don't know what I'm doing with finances, or, or I, you know, I'm, I struggle with this and that. You've been labeled. You know, maybe you've always been the bridesmaid, but never the bride. And you're like, you know, I'm 28 or I'm 33 years old. I'm never going to find a good man. They're all taken. You know, all the threats are jerks, you know. That's all that's left. And, and you have such a, a negative outlook. God can take a negative name and change it. You might say, you know, I'm never going to have a good marriage. I mean, I'm stuck with this bump on the log. <laughs> you know, I... He's never going to come to Christ. Or my kids are never going to grow up, grow up to do anything. Or I'm always going to be in debt. Or I'm always going to have this addiction. I can't overcome it. We go on and on and on. But God says this, out of your greatest weakness, I believe God can raise up your greatest strength. For years, you might have been, you might have been labeled an addict. An addict. You've had an addiction you can't get over. I'm telling you this that God can help you overcome your addiction and give you a future where you can help others overcome their addictions. You say, well, I'm always going to be in debt. I'm always going to be stuck financially. I'm always going to be where I can't get financially where I need to be healthy-wise. But listen, God can help you overcome. He can give you a burden to, get, to discover wise financial management. Well, one day, he will help you get out of financial debt you start being labeled out of that weakness and start being labeled where you can start helping people financially. You can start teaching the class on financial peace. You can start teaching people Dave Ramsey material. In fact, you, just a Dave Ram, you become a Dave Ramsey fanatic. You have a face of Dave Ramsey tattooed on your shoulder because you believe in it so much. Because out of your weakness comes your greatest strength. You don't let the negative labels of the past define you. You say, you know what? I can learn from the past, and I can use it for the future to help others overcome their helps and their needs. Here's what you need to understand if you're taking notes. Refuse to let the labels of your past limit God's plan for your future. 
Act on your new name. Act on your new purpose. Act on your new future. You might be here this morning and say, no, my name is Steve the Hesitant. I'm Steve the Hesitant. That's my label. You know what? With the help of God, I'm going to start that business. Your name might be Michelle the Insecure. But with the help of God, I'm going to, get, I'm going to interview for that job. Some of you might be named Robert the Critical. I'm going to start seeing the good in things with the help of God. Some of you might be named Lisa the Addict. With the help of God, I'm going to start living free. Some of you might be named Mike the Fearful. But with the help of God, I'm going to ask that woman, that girl out on a date. I'm not going to let the past define me on how I live. I'm going to let God work in my life. Don't you dare let anyone put you in a box or put a label on it. You are not what anyone says about you. By the power of Christ, you can get past your labels, your past, your, your, your negative name, and you can let Christ give you a new name. You can let Christ give you a new purpose. You can let Christ give you a new future. And you may not see it right away. I'm going to challenge you to allow him to let you grow into that name, grow into that purpose, grow into the future that he has for you. Our Father God, we love you, and we thank you for your word. We thank you that we have, that anyone who is in Christ, that anyone, no matter who we are, no matter what name that we have, no matter what negative labels that's associated with our name, God, I pray that we will find ourselves in you because you have a new name for us. You have a new purpose and a new future. God, I pray that maybe there's someone here this morning that does not have a relationship with you. God, the first step in getting a new name is to give their heart to you, to give their life to you. You said if anyone is in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. Perhaps there's someone here today that's still living in the past and they can't get rid of the past because they've never had forgiveness in Christ. And perhaps today, today, someone here today that needs to seek you and invite you into their heart, be the Lord and Savior. God, there's others that are believers, Christians, Christ followers, but we haven't been living the positive names you've given us. We're still carrying a past identity. But God, I pray that we will learn to, get, to walk past it, to give it to you because you have the power to break the past. God, you have the power to help us to be the me that you want us to be. And God, I pray that we will start living out your purpose for life. 
for the rest of our lives. In your name I pray. Amen.